0: We are back, Nashville, Tennessee. We are coming to you live. I'm excited. Episode 12. 12 episodes down and 12 more hopefully to go. Um, We got a guest on tonight that's been around for a long time, but before we get to him, I want to say a huge thanks to our sponsor, Spot Network TV, the fastest growing streaming service in the industry. Check them out on Spot Network app. Also, they have our show, Fitness, just Action Sports. Just make sure to check those guys out. They just dropped a video with uh, Austin Forkner. We also got Works Connection, Bell Ray, Scott Goggles, and Motion Pro. So huge thanks to those guys. So again, guys, episode 12 is, is here. We are five days away from Supercross. H1 is around the corner, and I cannot wait. It's gonna be one of the best probably series we've seen in a long time. And this guest sponsors some of the top teams in the sport, including Rockstar Husky pro circuit he's wicked fast in a sprint car and he's just been around for a long time so i'm excited to get his insider knowledge and see what he brings to the table for episode 12 it's the one and only andy greg from guts racing what's up andy what's up triple j dude another day in nashville um just kind of hanging out you know just uh trying to get over this cold weather man it's it's starting to get cold here in tennessee
1: yeah yeah I think it gets it's that time of year Normally, I have a little bit of snow in my house by now, but we've had no snow this year, so it's already 2021 uh, is already a little different than than previous years.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the that's what everybody uh, says about California. That's why it's so hard to leave because you can get the true four seasons there. You get snow. You can go snowboard in Tahoe or Truckee. Um, then you go to the beach, um, you know, it's just, there's so much to do for you guys. And right now it's, it's getting towards snow season, but it's still fun up there towards not too cold, um, to where you can still live your lives and not be just bunkered down inside of a house. Cause it's, it's still livable in California for sure.
1: Yep. Yep. That's what keeps me here is the, the <laughs> climate in the, and the geography. After that, and, uh, not too, not too much.
0: Yeah, I bet if you can move guts out of state and say see ya, you'd be more than happy to. But you've uh, you've made a really good reputation down there, and and uh, or I should say up there in NorCal, and guys are crushing it. So I don't see you guys getting out of California anytime soon. Yep not 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 moving anytime soon, for sure. So for you, like I said, you've been doing this for a long time. Guts has been around since I believe the early '80s. Correct.
1: Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's, um, we got our official business license and became like a legitimate business in 1990. But up uh, before that, I mean, we were, my dad was making, you know, slinging, slinging seats on the side, working a regular job during the day and then at night, hustling seat covers and, um, you know, trying to, trying to figure out what, uh, what avenue to take to try to pay the bills so I could ride. And that was either, Start making more seat covers, or focus on working—you know—the the family business, which was uh, furniture, furniture upholstery. Okay. And so then um, it, it got to where he realized that you know he could make enough money doing the seat cover thing to at least get me out the track and keep me there. So that's why in 1990 he officially broke away from my grandfather's business and started doing the doing the seat covers and got his business license and made it a little more legit and got a bank account and the whole deal.
0: That's badass. So, yeah, you guys started in Northern California right outside of Hangtown. Um, back when Hangtown was in uh, – what's that town called? Um, Plymouth. Plymouth, yeah. So that's where the real Hangtown originated before it went to Prairie City. So you guys have been around for a long time. And then for you uh, – I didn't know this, but I think listening to you on another show, GUT stands for Greg Ultra Trick Seats, right? Is that correct? Yep.
1: Yep, yeah. Greg Ultra Trick Seats. So, awesome. I never knew that until like last year. Yeah. I don't even know why yeah. well, I guess things are different. Like people, um, you know, nowadays you can just carry around a little pocket, you know, computer in your pocket. Well, back, back in the day, you didn't No right. cell phones. There wasn't even the internet, you know, at the time, you know, no internet, no computers. So my dad was worried that at some point he might get, um, you know, there might, cause like there's, there's information wasn't easy to obtain. Right. So, let's say there's another company Guts and it's already trademarked or, you know, or whatever, uh, he wanted to be able to have a backup plan. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you could always break it down, you know, where it was, you know, G dot U dot, you know, and so on, where it was, you know, clearly short for something else. But, um, you know, over time, because uh, I, if I remember correctly, I mean, his very, very first logo, I think it even had, he had G dot U dot and so on. Um, and then, um, as time went on and, you know, we evolved our logo and, and the product it we just, you know, it's just guts, you know, and that's yeah. it. Like it, our business license doesn't say anything about the Greg ultra trick seats or anything like that now. But I mean, originally that's, that's what it was. Like he had a backup plan. So if anyone, you know, came at him or a bigger, you know, some sort of corporation came and said, Hey, you know, you're. You know, you know, you have an infringement on our, you know, on our trademark or our licensing. He could say, "Oh, sorry, you know, it's, don't worry, we, we're greg's Ultra Trick Seat," and that's just the, you know, the short version of gut.
0: Okay, like a Plan B um, kind of option yeah. for you guys. Okay, totally, that makes sense. Like for you guys, with that, with you guys being around for so long, it's almost like you uh, need to find one of those old stickers or logos and make that like a shirt. Like it seems like the retro stuff is like coming back.
1: Yeah, matter of fact, uh, we just got a shipment in just before Christmas of a of a new t shirt that I designed that that the uh, guts ultra Trick Seats is what it says on it, and Lovely. it has our original our original design of the sea cover the one of the first sea covers people remember, especially NorCal natives like uh, Jeff Northrup or Donovan Mitchell or any of the guys that were around yeah. um, Ruffy Hallen. Any of those guys? I mean, yeah, like like the guys that. We're around in, in NorCal, Casey Johnson. I mean, got a lot of riders back in the day yeah. that ran the, you know, saw our seats, um, Daniel Blair, these guys. We used to put, um, it was before gripper seats were even, people didn't even have gripper seats. So basically what it was is just one color fabric. And then we had these pink splats, is what it looked like, Paint splats that were on the seat cover in these bright fluorescent colors, pink, orange, green yellow you know just really bright splatters and the, we have there's a sea cover floating around somewhere in our shop or some fabric actually what it is is that um, we use for um, a pattern so we have a pattern a seat cover pattern floating around and I dug it out and took uh, the same splatters that we were using then and incorporated into a t-shirt design and so we just got just got those shirts in and getting the inventory put away and we'll have those up it's just gonna be a limited supply so a limited run of those t-shirts um coming out on our on our site we're gonna have some new designs for twenty one phase out the designs okay. we ran in 20 um so yeah that's one of our new one of our new designs coming is the is the greg ultra trick seat uh t-shirt
0: Hell yeah, that'd be rad. I'll definitely check that out. For you guys, check those out. They'll come, it sounds like they're coming soon. So at Guts Racing on Instagram and then gutsracing.com. So sounds like they got some stuff planned for twenty twenty one. And going into twenty twenty one, we have a season that's just crazy right now. And somebody uh, posted a video of them at Anaheim one. Did you know there was an Anaheim one last weekend? Because I guess Troy <laughs> Lee <leaving>. did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess did you, right. Did you watch that video? Like, what, what did you what did you think when you saw that?
1: Um, I didn't see the video but I did see all the like the media um posts and stuff and we had uh some friends over uh yesterday for um just to hang out and play cards and just get our kids together and and screw around and stuff and yeah. All my friends that are um they're non moto industry guys but they all ride and they love riding but they're not in the industry. And honestly like I was so busy with my kid out in the yard and trying to get him riding and just doing stuff in the yard that I didn't even he was riding on his track and so they're all pulling in hey what's this Justin Barsh is at Anaheim like what's going on what are we missing I'm like what are you guys talking about yeah (laughs) you know like at first I didn't even know what was going on yeah and so then I had to to like dig deep and reach out and check some stuff out I'm like oh okay I see what's happening here Yeah, okay okay like I, I thought you know like did I fall above my head and I didn't realize that they were actually racing. Like, what's going? Like, what are these guys? Because, like I said, they're not industry guys. They they're just huge fans of the sport. They ride themselves. They don't even race. You know, they're just guys that enjoy riding dirt bikes. Yeah, they're just in. The so sport. then I was thinking, man, yeah, I'm like, what, it, what? Here they're asking me all these questions. What did I? What, what did I miss? And so no, I saw. Yeah, I got it all all figured out now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. Someone texted me, and I'm like. They're the same thing. They just ride. They they love the sport. And it's like I couldn't. I didn't want to go to full detail with them, but it's like yeah, it's kind of like the short story short. Like I told him, I was like it's just clickbait. Like they, you know, they rented the stadium, did yeah. the whole nine. Like it's pretty much just clickbait. Like it's a lot of Red Bull and whatnot. So, but yeah, Troy Lee did a good job on that. Troy Lee himself um, talked to somebody that's in that's in tight with Troy Lee, and he's uh, he spent some money for sure to do that. But I th- I thought it was pretty funny. It's they definitely did a good job marketing the team and getting ready for H one. So. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, and uh, dude, if he rides that bike, like I've seen Instagram videos, he's gonna be good. Justin Marshall on the Gas Gas, I think, is gonna be really good.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be fast. Um, yeah. I've always kind of felt, been pretty vocal on other shows that I've been on. That I'm just not sold on the 450 Yamaha like I am the 250 Yamaha. Just that, just some about it that it just seems like watching it you know watching guys ride it especially the faster the rider is uh, the more elite the rider is it seems like the rider has to put in so much effort into the bike to get it to go that fast you know the the c rider maybe the local b rider or whatever or even just a trail guy they don't notice it because they're not trying to be at that level or that that pace yeah uh you know like tomac or anderson or roxton's at and so I just feel like it looks like Justin's overriding the bike just to to be a fifth place or third place guy that night. And I think the the other brands, um Gas Gas or Husky, KTM, Kawasaki, even the Suzuki, I think is a better bike than the um the current Yamaha four fifty. Um and so I think that's why I think he'll he'll be I don't think he'll he'll look as sketchy. I think he can ride it faster with in, and being more you know be in control yeah
0: almost look like he's flowing like he's not struggling yep. to go like you could you can tell when guys are flowing and then when guys are overriding the bike scrubbing super hard or not setting up for corners correctly like everything looks like it's just all in rhythm and sometimes it looks like he's just fighting it and i think with the gas gas steel and the steel frames and and everything it's going to be an adjustment for him but it seems like he's uh he's excited and adjusted well to the bike so we'll see but I agree with you. The Yamaha has yet to be a podium bike over and over and over again. It's like spurts. It's like here we get little dabbles here and there. And if Star comes out and does good on it, it's going to be very interesting to see if it was you know the program that Yamaha had before or Star just has their shit together. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yep, for sure. But for you, you know, another factory team, um, Husky – you've been involved with them for a pretty long time and kind of know those guys and have created a relationship. So you, what's the biggest thing for you when you go to support a team? Do you look at their riders? Do you look at like, uh, how much it's going to cost? Cause I've heard some from other industry people like guts doesn't ever pay to be on teams. You know, that's just a rumor. I don't know if that's for sure. or If you can talk about that, but for you, you make such a quality product that I feel like you kind of pick and choose who you want to be associated with.
1: Yeah. I mean, as far as, uh, for me i'm just a relationship person like that's yeah. just my my life away from the industry like i'm a relationship person and i i, I to me it doesn't actually ha- like i don't have to have results you know it doesn't have to be the guy that wins i mean it's it's a bonus i mean husky's got a good program and they they're winning races and and they've won championships and things like that they're a proven team yep. but it's also relationships too i mean uh, a great example of that is the hep HEP Suzuki team. I mean, I was helping Dustin Pipes when he was just Dustin Pipes, you know, just on, out of a out of a box van, you know, just low, yeah. just a California guy. Uh, I, I don't know why, just really, hit it off with his mechanic at the time, Uh, Rayne Dixon. Yeah. Snuffy uh, yeah. was working for him when he first, yeah, when he first started, and me and him just hit it off really well, and then so then it flowed into a good relationship with Dustin and Dustin's dad, and Aaron, and they're just good people, and it has nothing you know it's that's for me that's just where i'm at like i like to be you know surrounded with good people like it doesn't really matter um you know what their what their um results are now i mean that's you know don't get me wrong professionalism is a big deal to me too you know teams that show up and they're very professional and you know um carry themselves well the track that's that's something i do pay attention to but at the same time the actual result, because dude, I race. I get it. I was there. Tried to be there. Wanted to be there. You know, thought I could be there. You know, the racing part. um, I mean, it it could be on or off. I mean, look at look at Chad when he when he banked on himself. A couple years there. You know, no one else wanted to believe in Chad. Well, he believed in himself and started his own team, and he was the only rider. Well, when he gets hurt, you know, he's he's not there. You know, yeah. and so those sponsors aren't there, and um, that would be a hard pill to swallow to be financially backing, um, you know, a guy and then he gets hurt and is not at the track. Yeah, I mean, the same gonna went for James money, Stewart so. there. Yeah. And there was a stint where Stewart was on Suzuki. I believe at the time he was back at teammate and got hurt. you know, wasn't, wasn't showing up, you know, I just, it's just, it's a hard sport. So that's why I don't let the, the results, um, sway me. I mean, they like, yeah, they're important, but at the yeah. same time, but it's not a big I'm not gonna let. Pie. Yeah, I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna like. You know, if say Tomac, you know, Kawasaki calls tomorrow and says, "Hey, um, we've our, we, we've had our previous seat cover sponsor breach our contract, and we're you know, we want you guys on for Houston, and da 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 da, and this is how much it's gonna cost, and this and that." Uh I would, I would have to tell them, you know, like, sorry, I, I can't. Like, it just yeah. it just doesn't, yeah, you guys have the number one plate. You know, you got this, you got that. I just, it's, it's too late to the party would be one one problem, you know, two. It, you know, it just, we can't. It's not about that. It's not about just being on the big fish. Yeah, it's not about putting you know, a great when you are
0: being involved in having a big logo on the semi. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome
1: when you are, when you are part of the big fish. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's, um, more about like how, what's, what's life after the big fish. Right. So, um, yeah. and that JGR, we had a good relationship with those guys. Um, so I mean, and here, here they are, they're gone. Right. You know, but they we're still in contact with them. Like if they ever need anything for their personal bikes their kids bikes, you know, anybody that was part of that program, um, we've been able to build off Freddie Norn reached out and I got to know him from the team of course I'm going to help Freddie out, you know, because I know, I know him as a person. He's a good dude. So, um, that's, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, for me, that's, that's where I'm at. Like, I try to help anybody and everybody that ever sends me an email for a resume, um, you know, some sort of sponsorship. I try to help every single person because I remember being there and pounding the pavement and trying to get help too. But at the same time, I don't, I don't feel like I go and chase people down either. Like I'm not, I'm not beating on their door, um, you know, for, for support.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where, like you said, like you built a brand and, and you know, it works and, You've worked on those relationships, you know. I've, I think I've heard you on past shows talk about Mitch Payton and the relationship you guys have built, and you've, you know, eventually got your logo on the fork guards, and you know it's one of those things to where he knows how good your stuff is, and Bobby Hewitt knows how good your stuff is, and we know Bobby is long with the team, but the team still carried on that that relationship because you don't just you usually know everybody or you try to know everybody. Like you do a really good job saying, Hey, I'm Andy. What can I do to help? You know, like you said, when you first started, it was just taking the seat seat cover around and kind of showing it in the semis and and whatnot. So for you, it's relationships are huge. And just being an honest straight up guy, which we've talked about on multiple shows, just, you know, doing what you're going to say, not burning any bridges. And I feel like you've done a really good job doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I try, I try my hardest, you know, and, we're all human and I'm sure that I've fallen short somewhere along the line once or twice or more than that. So, but I'm cool with it. You know, like it's, like you said, it's just about being there and how can I help? That's right. that's what I want to do. Is how can I help?
0: Yeah. I think that goes a long way. And it's just, you guys are on a lot of uh, people's Instagrams and social media and just, you have a lot of influence. I, I think, that goes back to what we talked about with Dustin. It's like he doesn't have the top team in the sport right now, but his presence and bringing outside sponsors in and the 7-Deuce-Deuce, deuce, it's like he is by far making what he has available to him the best possible version, and I think he's crushing it with the whole HEP team over there. And It's cool to see you guys on board with them, and I think you're on board again with MCR. So you got some really cool guys going into 21, I think, that have not only results on the track, but also a good following on on social media.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm real stoked with how 2021 is looking out, you know, looking for us as far as the riders are, um, you know, everybody's going to be going into it. Uh, we have kind of a a taste of it this last year with how they were cramming everything in at Salt Lake and everything like that. So, I mean, we kind of, I think everybody has an idea how 21 is going to start next week and how it's going to roll through, but still, this is really, at the end of the day, this is uncharted territory for the sport. Um, you know, it's wild to have 17 rounds and, you know, geographically you have zero West coast rounds. I mean, yeah. as far as true, true West coast races. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to like for us, like I said, I, I'm really happy with, with the riders we have this year and the program that we've built with, with each team. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, you just, there's still a lot of unknown, you know, la- you know, letter at this same time
2: yeah. going into
1: A one. It's kinda like um it's like a routine. It's like a rhythm. Even for the rider, the mechanics, the sponsors, the team owners, like everybody had a rhythm. Like I had I know every year what hotels I'm staying at, where I'm gonna be, you know, all all that planned out with this new format and just the way everything is. Unfortunately I'm not gonna be able to make it to a single round as of right now that I that I'm aware of. And that really bumps me out because I really enjoy going to ten to eleven rounds every year just to hang out with my friends, like the mechanics right. I've met, you know, over the years, or or even you or Daniel or whoever it is, um, you know, every year, pretty much every year in San Diego, I go to dinner with Ricky and Ralph, and in Ralph's out this year, so you know that you know there's no San Diego, so no dinner. It's like there's just a, a lot, lot, lot of
0: changes, yeah, a
1: lot. Of, Yeah, a lot of changes. So, uh, for the better, I don't know. For the worse, I don't know. But at the same time, as far as just what I can control, the teams and riders that we have, I feel like we're on a pretty solid solid deal this year.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool um, change in scenery for us. You know, for me, I'm excited about the Tuesday rounds. I don't know about you, but... I think it's going to be interesting to see if that allows us to track new people to our sport and whatnot being, you know, three races in a seven day span, I think is what it is. But back to what you said about going to the race and stuff, it's difficult. Like I was talking to somebody yesterday about credentials and stuff. And it's like, man, it's going to be tough to go to races. And if you do go to the races, it's like if you're an industry guy like you or whatever, like you have to get Corona tested to get into the pits for industry people. Like if you want to go into the semis or whatever, and that's 75 bucks, it's like, it's going to be a real interesting way that these teams, you know, allow their riders and the team staff and the girlfriends and the agents and all that. It's going to be crazy to see how that all develops because I know they're doing like what they call pods. Um, you can only have so many people on the pod list and and whatnot. So that's going to change a whole dynamic, and I'm excited to see how all these riders um, acclimate to the differences in in their routine. Yep,
1: yeah, I think it's definitely going to some are going to take that stress and pressure and it's going to affect the results. And then others, uh, you know, they're going to be able to handle it, you know, better. And so you can see some comers and goers this year, you know, that, and, you know, over the last four or five years, like I was saying, with that rhythm, they kind of knew their place, whatever. But now with this, with, with all this new guidelines and things and, what every team each team is even going to have possibly their own guidelines what they have set forth and um you know so if you're a rider that you know like you need your chick or your dad or whoever needs to be out the track for you to perform but now they can't be there right. Um, uh, you know your results won't. you know like it's just gonna it's gonna make these the I, I just really think there's gonna be some comers and goers you know some guys that are kind of like oh wow you know he's kind of been under the radar for a couple years and now he's up and you know, closer to the front. And then some guys are like, Man, last year I really thought he was crushing and he was gonna break out this year. And now what's the problem? And it's you know, because it is such a mental game, you know, so
0: I don't know. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be like and you said Ralph's out too, so that there's it's Lee and then somebody else. I've read the other guy's name, but um that's gonna be new and Ricky, so it's gonna be weird to see no Ralph, but as far as the new streaming with Peacock and everything, it's going to be one of those things where it's all new for us. So I'm excited. It sucks there's no A1. Like I know for you, you've been to every A1 probably for the last however many years. So it's probably weird for you. But I mean, as far as like, uh, industry wide, it's going to be interesting for sure to see how uh, H1 goes. And I'm excited. So, but back to kind of guts racing, you know, for you. I feel like you're the only company in the industry that does free shipping on any order. Um, was that kind of like a strategy or was that kind of something that you're like, I'm going to try and it ended up working? Like what kind of made you flip the script on on that and kind of go that path?
1: Uh, the biggest thing for free shipping was if you're married, you understand what happens when you get home every day. You have Amazon boxes piled <laughs> up at the door and it's like, yeah. good grief. Yeah. Like why what's well, free shipping? What's well, free shipping? That's the, that's the answer I get every time. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, how do they have to, why does it have to come every day? Like, why can't we just like put in an order like on Monday for whatever you think you're going to need for the next couple of months. And then like, there's one box, like every day there's like this box, this, this small, little, large, skinny, long, it don't matter. Like every day there's a box, right? Yeah. Order before so, two o'clock thing, like, and you'll
0: have it tomorrow type of deal.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, You know, if we want to get ahead in this world, that's the wave of the future is free shipping. Like, so that's, that's our option. Like we have to give people the option of free shipping and it is what it is. Like, yeah, it cuts into our profit margins, but so be it. And, and I've listened in all my years of traveling and whatever, flying on planes, listened to a lot of different podcasts or read different articles and things. And the one that really stuck out to me, the one article that really, well, and actually another one was just uh, there's two two reasons why I really was about the free shipping. First, for the major company, J.C. they so all those that everybody like you see at the mall, and it's like whatever the price, fifty percent off. Like every time you go into J.C. it's like this rack fifty percent off, that rack twenty, this whatever. Yeah. Well, J.C. said they they had somebody high up in the corporation said, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're tired of tired of just always having sales. So we're just gonna put everything at the sale price. So there's no sale. So like if it was a hundred dollars and they were you know going twenty percent off so it's like okay it's eighty dollars now. Well we're just gonna leave it at eighty dollars. This is no joke. They almost bankrupt themselves right by doing that. So even though you could you could see this whatever at JCPenney or you can go down to Mervin's and see the same thing or Macy's and over there it's $100 with 20% off so it's $80 or you come down here and the Nikes are whatever, you know, hundred, you know, they're still, they're 80 bucks, but they're not, there's no word sale associated right. with them. Yep. People subconsciously are that way. And so the, the, the next scenario, my brother, he lives in Colorado and he puts on like he puts on a ride just, something he just likes to do for fun every year he puts on this uh, dual sport ride it's i think it's about a week long and i mean he gets these guys that like they they don't they don't know how to ride their bikes like it's not like a high level experience ride so he has guys that come and they they might have rented a bike or they borrowed a bike from a friend and you know they don't even have a ride gear whatever the scenario but anyways one year my dad went to colorado to support my brother and do the ride with him, and they were one night sitting around wherever they were camping out for the night and uh he was there all just chit-chatting and this one guy uh my dad said he was like a real wingnut um he said this <laughs> dude was just he was they were just all they're just talking casual conversation and somehow they got onto like amazon or ebay or something and the guy he's like i don't i don't care if it costs more if it's free shipping i buy it every time he goes because companies offer free shipping they seem to have a they seem to be um you know like more honest. more customer service like, yeah. well, just more customer service savvy, okay. like better yeah. customer service. So he's like, I don't care if it's $50 more, I'll pay the extra money to have the free shipping. And my dad's sitting there scratching his head because my dad, he, he did not want me to do free shipping. He was, we, right. that was something where we, we differed at. And he's like, he's like, why? He's like, so if, if you ha if you can buy it on eBay for $120 and it's $11 for shipping, you know, you're at $131, right? Yep. or this one over here is 150 and it's free shipping. Oh yeah. Free shipping every time. That's what the guy told him. He goes, free shipping every time. He goes, no questions asked. I'll always go for the free shipping right now because I I'm, I'm only paying for the product then. That's yep. like what his mindset was. Like I'm only buying the product. I'm not buying anything else. Yeah, I'm not just paying for buying the product. Shipping. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just buying the product. And he's like, yeah, but either way you still bought the same product, but it was more. He goes, yeah, but why are they selling the product for cheaper? Like that was just like his mindset. Like, you know, it's he crazy. wasn't getting it.
0: Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's like you said, self-consciously. Like if I go to uh, go somewhere and say, "Hey, this is twenty percent off," or I'm like, "Hey, buy X get get X for free." The buy X get X for free sounds better than the twenty percent off, and it'll be the same yeah. totals. But the but the get the bogo deal always sounds better than the other deal. And I've kind of had this conversation with another company that I'm close with. I'm like, hey, like you're charging this much amount for your product. I'm like, raise it eleven dollars and and do free shipping. And I can't get them to do it. And I'm like, dude, if you put the word free shipping, it, nine out of ten times you'll get the sale every time. Because when someone goes to checkout and you show them a price for thirty nine ninety five, and they build a cart and it's they go to checkout and now their shipping's fifteen ninety nine. Nine out of ten times they won't hit, hit checkout because it's their price just went up fifteen more dollars for shipping. And they'll search yep. and search until they can find it. Like I'm the same way. Like I was ordering some stuff the other day and got to, I was like forty two dollars and change for the product. I was like, cool. Got to put my discount code in, boom, 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 everything was going good. And then bam, twenty dollars for shipping. I'm like, what the heck was a discount code for? <laughs> it's like dang yeah. it. It's like and it just makes and I didn't I didn't check out. Even with the discount code, I didn't check out. I was like, I'm over it. Like I'm not paying for shipping. So
1: it's... Yeah. So, I mean, that was like one of the big things for me, it was just that, you know, I want, uh, you know, and that, and I feel like the people that in two, when we had shipping as an option, that was also another argument, you know, like the person would buy the seat, 6990 pay whatever shipping. Cause we just had live rates. So, you know, like you lived in New York or in California, of course, you're going to pay $19 for shipping or whatever the price was. And right. the guy in California is at $7, right. Or whatever. But every, if there was a problem, it was hard to have customer service because the person was so mad when they contacted you back, they were so mad about the shipping cost. So then like, they're just like so angry at you. And human nature is when somebody comes, you come at them. So it was just even harder to have good customer service because, um, I feel like when somebody gets something now wrong, say like, I mean, like I said, we make mistakes all the time. Like, right. you know, I, I wouldn't say, I guess not all the time, but no, but like, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, especially during black Friday, like, Oh my gosh, you know, we'll get 300 orders. Where on a normal day. We average 30 orders. Okay. So then you have one weekend out of the year where you get 300 orders, you know, so we, we out a seat say it has like orange ribs and it's supposed to be white ribs. Okay. Whatever. But I feel like the person isn't near as mad when they're calling to get a exchange or they're not happy with the product when they didn't pay for shipping. Like right. they call them like, Hey, like super stoked that you got the seat out. Like, I ordered it on Friday, on Black Friday, and somehow you had it to me by Wednesday. That's crazy fast. You know, am thankful for that. You didn't charge me for shipping, and I got to use Black Friday, like, super cool sale. But guess what? It came with this problem. Like, that's how they seem to act. But if you send it full price, no discount, you know, $19 shipping on top of everything, they call, and they're like, you guys are idiots. How could you send me the wrong seat cover? Exactly. F you guys. Yep. What are you guys, Every morons? Time. How... You know, and it's like, and then like, you don't even want to help the person. You just want to, you just want to tell them, "Look, bud, we're not even going to exchange it. Go throw it, throw it away for all I care. Buy somebody else to cover F you, man." Like you get like, like yeah, get because frustrated. they're coming at you. Yeah, yeah, they come at you, and then you could then like, you can't help yourself. You just want to get right back at them. Like you want to just like, oh, you want to yell at me? Well, I can yell back. So, um, like, I I feel like just being able to offer free shipping, the customer feels like, you know. I don't know. They just, they just have a different attitude when there is a problem. Yeah. And because problems are going to happen. So um, it's become a win-win all the way around because now my girls, when they're answering the phone or have to deal with the email, but it like I said, 99% of the time when there's a problem, the person, yeah, they're frustrated and they, they might voice it, but it's not near as, as um, aggressive as it could have been.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things too. Even like you just said, when someone calls or something, if you're like giving them a quote and they're not online, you're like, "All right, you got seat covers, you got a, a, a Phantom Light Foam. Your total is one sixty nine. So with shipping, like what shipping? You guys charge shipping? Okay, never mind. And they get all frustrated. It's like, um, so I think when you, like you said, it's just a whole marketing strategy that I think you guys have crushed it at, and I think it's one of those things where it's gonna like you mentioned earlier it's going to be the wave of the future i think you're going to see more and more free shipping uh moving forward and especially now with how strong amazon is but we uh we need those guys to go away so hopefully they'll go away but i don't see that ever yeah. happening yeah <laughs> i don't see that ever happening
1: yeah the um, and the way that we helped um, accommodate the free shipping financially was we eliminated people that take phone orders i mean we we don't take phone, phone orders anymore over the phone unless it's like an extreme issue for the customer right. uh, because, because they can't use our, the, some, for some reason they can't, um, they don't have access to the internet or whatever. Like they have to have some extreme, extreme condition. And the girls tell them, cause people do call. Hey, okay. I want to place an order blah, blah, blah. And they tell them before they even get started, just so you know, free shipping and discount codes are not accepted over the phone. And they're not. And we even have it on our website. When somebody's browsing the Whoa, website, really? okay. it says free shipping does not, is not available for phone orders because here's the reason why
0: you're taking, you're so using someone's if
1: labor. yes. Yeah, if we, if somebody is on the phone yep, yep. and they take up a half, if it, if it takes a half hour for my employee to get their information in, then once they get off the phone, they have to then manually type in the person's order for them into the computer system. There's all these extra steps yep. where if the person is filling out the shopping cart themselves online, they're basically my employee for that half hour. They're they're my employee by putting in their year, making model. They're my employee by putting in their billing information, their shipping information, their credit card number, and hitting checkout. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I want to give that person free shipping anyways because they were my employee for the half hour they were on my website or 15 minutes or whatever it took them to, to go through the steps where now – on the other side, in our shop, on the other side of the computer, the girls—they're not stopping what they're doing to be on the phone because it just—it it, just—it's it just, a snowball effect. So now you—you you did the shipping, you filled out your shopping cart yourself at home online. You are my employee. I give you free shipping. When that thing, when the computer uh, chimes that they got a new order, they're already pulling the product. Where if they were on the phone with you, they're not pulling product. Cause then they hang up the phone, they type in all your information. Now you've just added an hour and a half to, to your shipping time where they could have already had your product in their hand in a box ready to ship. So it just, right. it yep. just, we funnel everything to the website. Like we still answer our phones. Cause I actually have heard of uh, one or two companies out there that I know of for sure that they don't even have a phone number anymore on their website. It's you either buy their product off their website or you don't buy their product. and, and, some We could do that, but you no, know, we still leave the phones and we still have our web, you know, the phone and we still take phone calls, but the first thing they tell them, and even dealers, we do not take dealer order, orders over the phone anymore either. Dealers are funneled through our website.
0: They, yeah, discount they
1: don't, they, uh, they don't even get a code. We, okay. our website, we can actually get their account to be at a fixed pricing all the time. So every time they go to shop, they just log in and then right there, it shows dealer pricing on, on the screen and retail. So if they have a customer standing there at the counter and they're like, Hey, you know, I can sell you a gut seat, a gut seat. um, Let's see your bike. Yep. So I can do, you know, red top, black side, blah, blah, blah. Here's your, here's your cost on it. And they can see their margin right there. And if it's, if it's a customer that just bought a brand new bike or super loyal or whatever, they can, they can look and say, all right, so there's some room in there. I can give this guy a break. Okay. So suggested retail is 6990, you know, I can do uh fifty nine ninety and there is no shipping fee. So, you know, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And they can, you know what I mean? Like it just, it's so much more user friendly to the dealer. And then by funneling everything to the website, we can run reports and we know what these dealers are doing. And some dealers, we even give them a few extra points on their margin just because they're, they're crushing it in the sales because we don't, we don't want the brick and mortar shops to close up. Like we're, we right. do direct sales, direct retail sales. But I do whatever I can to keep brick-and-mortar shops open. And that's why we give – also, that's something else we do. A dealer can phone in an order, but we only give them 30 points. But if they do online orders, it's 40 points. So we're giving them an extra 10% to place their order online, plus the option of free shipping. So we're trying to make sure the dealer is making the maximum profit they can off of our C cover.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's badass. Like, I know I got a few dealers that are set up with you guys, and I've always wondered why we uh, we didn't have you guys in the catalog, but I know sometimes it's hard to get into distribution because of the cost and stuff, but um, it seems like every dealer that I know that works with you guys seems really happy, so that's cool that you guys offer that.
1: Yep, so, I mean, that's one of our other things, too, is just trying to be as accommodating to the dealer as possible.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so, for you, when you kind of... I wouldn't say juggle all that, but for you, like, what's what's the thing that kind of gets you? Like, what's your what excites you the most about guts racing? Is it working with dealers? Is it working with sponsorships, um, with teams, um, or you know whatever it may be? But do you have something that really like keeps you motivated to keep going with guts or and or find new ways to make guts bigger and better?
1: Um, I would say that you know at at the end of the day it 's not even it 's not even an industry thing that really excites me um to get going it's or to or to progress guts or grow guts yeah. for me it's it 's back to the whole relationship stuff I was talking about our we 're in a little small town you know our our local the town that we 're in is population twelve thousand um, we have you know everybody that works for us is is local. Um, you know, so it's, it's more like, for me, it's more of a community thing. So it's like, how can, if I can grow gut, then I can help grow our little community and keep, you know, kids from the high school here employed or whatever. Like that's like, it sounds weird to say that, that I'm not, um, you know, like, oh man, I, you know, I want to be a mogul. I want, I want to be the biggest cover business that the industry's ever seen or whatever. That's, that's really not the end goal. Right. Um, You know, like, like the girls, you met the girls that work there. I mean, they're all, you know, in their twenties and we help them buy houses, you know, and like not personally help them, but like we gave them a job. Yeah. 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 So Sierra, she, she's bought a house with, with, um, with her dude since she worked for us. You know, we, you're right there with them, like guiding them, like, Hey, this is, you know, what we did, you know, this is a mortgage company we used or whatever. Like it's, it's such a, it's like such family business even though they're not blood family, but yeah. that's how we, we 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 interact with them. Not just eight to five, like do your job, ship your seat covers, sew your seat covers. It's like, oh, you guys are buying a house. Oh, you know, who's your real estate agent? Like I, this guy here, I went to high school with him, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Like he's a good dude, call this guy or what? Like, it's just, it's just small time, small town living. And that's what I enjoy. Like I have no desire to live in a city and, and, and that I just like small town. Everybody knows your name. Like, I mean, it's, and it's, it's so small that I eat at a handful of restaurants every week. Uh, right now the the circle of restaurants is really small that I eat at because <laughs> in comes. our County, there are, there are restaurants <laughs> that are choosing to stay open regardless what the guidelines are. And I mean, the one Mexican restaurant we go to, like I walk in and they don't necessarily know my name. Like, and I don't necessarily know their first name, but I walk in, I don't say a word like before I'm seated. My Coke is already there, you know. Like they, you know they, like they don't even have to ask. And I yeah. was there with somebody recently that what that never been in. I just looked and I'm like, seriously, the the lady just brought both you guys your drinks The uh, me and one of my employees. I was like, yeah. She's like, how would they know that you uh, what you wanted? I go because we come here, like we talk to them. We you know, yeah, we release spend time here. Like yeah, yeah, like they don't bring us menus. And if I if I have a new person, I go, I need you know, I just give them the one or the two or however many people that have never been there like how many menus we need and that's that's just like that's what i like like i don't want that's why i want guts to grow because i want to be able to provide for these people i don't want i don't want it to be like a mcdonald's job where they just come work six months then move on come six months work move on like i want them to be able to you know feel like they've had my employees have something just as invested as i do
0: yeah you want them to be proud to say i'm a guts employee like if they go somewhere they're like i work for guts like it's one of those things where you're building up uh, a reputation that's you know family owned but also family strong it's you know everybody here knows everybody you're not learning somebody's name every week or calling somebody the wrong name because it's a new employee that you just had for three weeks and you don't know how long they're going to stay um and by the way yeah that there is good food. We had cheeseburgers that one time I came to town. That place was bomb. Yeah. Yep. That place is good. So that's the other thing. I ain't going to lie. The small towns usually have really good food, so I don't blame you there. Um, but talking about relationships and, and whatnot, going into Supercross with these guys, you guys finished off the season really strong, uh, podium sweep, you know, with Husky team. For you, what was that like? Did you get a phone call? Did you call Scuba? Like, What's that like to to have your product sweep uh, uh the biggest stage in, in motocross?
1: Oh, it was super cool. I mean it was the the bummer the part that was such a bummer was just not being able to be there uh with those guys. Yeah. You know, and enjoy it live in person. But it was just as enjoyable, you know, because um, uh, you know, watching it just in my in my house with my family and and then all my friends that, you know, industry, industry and non-industry friends that know how much hard work goes in um, to a team. So getting all the text messages and, and the stuff, you know, either on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, or personal text messages, all the people, you know, giving us, giving us some love. That was, that was, that was super awesome. Yeah. Because I mean, um, and I'm sure the, the, even the bigger the bigger fish, you know, FMF or Pro Taper or any of those guys. I'm sure that they were just inundated with with um, a lot of support too. Because I mean, it's they all know everybody knows how much goes into it. Even even just the seat, you know, is
0: a big deal. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened before. Maybe in two maybe the pro circuit in two fifties, but as far as Supercross four fifty class, I don't think that's ever happened before where one manufacturer sweep the podium.
1: Yeah, we're yeah, so I mean it's or
0: I should say the uh, same team. You know, sort of the maybe the same class. manufacturer but yeah. the same team, I should say.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, where you have all three of your riders, you know. Yeah. Um so I mean you could tell. I mean it was a big deal for the team. I mean Dean was very emotional and in in his speech and and um, uh, you know, Zach and, and Jason were I mean they ever it was just it was just good. I mean it was just a good night, a good day of racing. Um so
0: Super did, pumped! Did you text CeeLo and say why are you let my seat fall off, bro? <laughs>
1: yeah, we. I mean, we all joke around <laughs> about that kind of stuff. But I yeah. mean, it's it's just. I mean, uh, the thing is, is it
0: happens. It's a part of our sport. It happens. It does. It happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the first seat that's fallen off in history, and it's not going to be the last seat that falls off.
0: No.
1: Um, You know, so I've seen, I've seen, you know, the mufflers fall off before. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in in races. So I mean, it's it's. Um,
0: I think there's a few guys well, I mean, raised uh, exhausted. Loretta's. I think there's a couple over there.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> what? Uh, where were we? At? We were at Dallas a couple years ago. And how many times did Tomac have to pull off into the into the mechanics area in the main event? Because yeah, I, it's like there's just bike. I mean, bikes do have problems. Uh, yeah. These one, bikes are going hard. Uh, I remember one outdoor. I think it was uh, Troll. His uh, the works connection um shot device wouldn't release. He yeah. went down the start and then had to turn around and come back because it, it didn't release, you know. And I know those guys I mean, I know over there they couldn't sleep. I mean they were they were devastated when that happened. Um, so, you know, that their part, you know, failed. Yeah. Now for for us, I mean technically our part didn't fail because the team uses a stock OEM seat cans yeah. and so uh, you know wasn't wasn't a fault of the seat cover or the foam that they were using why it came off. Jason, they had they do have to modify the seat pan for Jason. The team does because the way he seat bounces, it causes it to come unclipped. And when it comes unclipped in the front, then it then it starts flapping around. And then the the one bolt on a Husky, only one bolt holds the seat on. Yeah, for like the a a really Japanese bike, bolt, still yeah. using two bolts. Yeah, so that one bolt, you know, with the seat just flapping around, flapping around. Eventually, the bolt just comes loose and backs itself out. You know, people at home, oh, why don't they use Loctite? Well, you're taking the seat on and off so much, you can't use Loctite on it. You don't want it to be permanently on there. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, it just it is what it is. It just fell off. But, yep. um, you know, yeah, I mean, he didn't the, give up.
0: No, and that's He just could like have easily
1: said. just been like, oh, my seat fell off and pulled in. But no, <laughs> yeah. the guy rode with him. He rode.
0: And still got a podium. Still
1: finished and, and yep, yeah, still got a podium.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that just speaks volume around that team is just that team chemistry is really good and I'm uh I had Damon Dean Wilson's mechanic on there and he's just man it's just that whole atmosphere the team so I, as a sponsor I can only imagine how fun they are to work with for sure and then the on the other side of that you have PC um with the Phantom Light were those guys one of the first teams to run the Phantom Light foam, the Pro Circuit Cali teams
1: Yeah they were um they were the first ones to run it like full-time like we had a few guys test them and try them and and this but they were the first team that that stepped up and said no we want every rider uh to have one of these on the bike at all times so i mean that was that was the the first real solid push on them
0: yeah so if you guys haven't checked those out yet the phantom light foam is amazing i have it on my bike the other thing i just got that you sent me was the rj wing um talk about the rj wing and kind of how that all got developed
1: yeah, the the RJ wing seat cover, obviously the RJ is for Rick Johnson, and um, he's the one that designed it and developed it, okay. and uh, he he came up with it with Baggett on Suzuki when he was with, on Stewart's teammate, when they were on the Yoshimura Suzuki team, he was having a problem, he had a wrist, in, in, a wrist injury, and um, was having a hard time gripping the bike with his legs to compensate for the wrist injury, because he couldn't hold the handlebars tight as he wanted, and... Um, Rick came up with the idea of just making, making the seat really wide in the side, you know, basically wings. And, um, it was the easiest way to describe it. So that obviously the name just kind of stuck then, And, um, yeah, it made a huge difference. Blake could then ride the bike a lot harder. His lap times came up. His results came, I mean, instantly overnight, he was better. And then, um, he left and went to, uh, Rocky mountain ATV team at the time. Um, you know, or BTO, I guess it was BTO at the time. Yeah, BTO, yep. Uh And um he still wanted to run it, but they were in contract with another seat supplier yep. and they said, No way. And so it kinda like fizzled out. It kinda was like, okay, well we did one rider and that was it. And it took that was at least a year or maybe almost two years. And then um uh we had uh let's see wilson. rick johnson had we had a couple guys trying them out on one of the lights west coast teams mm-hmm. kind of liked them but people really weren't paying attention to them and then rick grabbed me at anaheim and dean wilson was on the yamaha you know his own personal uh bike that mm-hmm. he was trying to do there on a yamaha and um he grabbed me and said hey dean's having a problem he can't grip the bike." It's just the way the new Yamaha is or the Yamaha is to him coming off of the KTM. He just, he can't seem to get the feel of the bike. Is there anybody here in the pits that has a wing seat that he can ride in, in, in uh, free practice? And I said, yeah, matter of fact, um, I can go grab one from these guys over here at this, um, on this West coast flight team. And uh, so I ran over there and grabbed one of their seats and just bolted it right onto his. He wrote it and he was like, okay, I can't race with it yet. He goes, "But I can tell you right now, it is way better. And so then, um, he we, he got home and said, okay, you know, he was in contract with another seat company mm-hmm. and basically, I mean, we told him, I mean, this is how it is. Like, that's fine. But they, you know, you guys, they just have to buy him from us. Like, you can't, like, we pay royalties to Rick Johnson. It's his design. It's his deal. I know that there's been a patent in the works on it. So, like, you, you, we can't, like, if you're going to, if you want to run it, that's fine. But they just, they they're going to have to buy the lightweight homes from us and the seats. Yeah. And I mean, they're your seat sponsors. They're just going to have to buy them. If, if that's, if that's what they said, they're going to sponsor you with the seats. And and then they said, well, we're not buying it. Just go ahead. Like you guys can just sponsor them then. <laughs> like we don't, they, and they just stepped away. And then, yeah. so we started shipping them seats. And then when he moved, uh, when he got the fill and ride on Husky, he asked if, um, Already a team sponsor and he said can i run that white wider seat and they were kind of skeptical honestly and they're like what what are you talking about and he goes yeah i've been riding it on my yamaha because no one had really seen it okay um, i mean he was on his okay. own and um it was kind of under the radar and then when he got it to husky that kind of put it on the in the in the spotlight because then you know it was a big deal that he got the fill-in and ride and then he, he rode good and then, all, you know, everybody's asking Transworld. Everybody's like, well, what's going on? Like, his bike looks different. Why does he have this puffy seat? And it just gained it gained a lot of traction. And um, it's it really the sole purpose of that seat is there's no gimmicks. It's, right. There it really is works. no gimmick. Yeah. It, 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 it really works. If yeah. you need, if you're a rider, and it's not for a rider, it's not. Like, if if you are a guy that grips your bike a lot with your knees and you're, and you're constantly feel like, you, you, you you're you trying to pinch your bike you you get a wing seat cover and you ride it and you'll you'll never like you you go from thinking about pinching your bike to just riding your bike that was that was the difference like he yeah. felt like well now i don't have to tell myself knees in knees in i just ride the bike and so that that's really what the seat's about i mean there's no yeah. gimmicks to it and i know you know, when people look them up, I mean, they're expensive. they are nine ninety. But when you actually get that cover in your hands, it's, it's a lot of work. To make. Yeah. It, it's just a lot of work to make that thing. It, it's not, by no means, is the thing an easy, easy thing to sew up. That's why we don't offer color options. Like, that way we can just, because when you sew up, you don't want to sew up one of those at a time. Like, we sew 20 at a time. 20 for each year, make, model, stock height, tall height, you know, whatever the options are. That yeah. we inventory those because it's it's a project to make one of those covers. And then like I said, um and, and not and the price has nothing to do with the fact that we pay Rick royalties, but we still pay Rick royalties out of out of that cost too. So at the end of the day, you know, if for the time and materials and the knowledge we have in that seat to get it to where it is, um, one hundred forty nine ninety really is a bargain. And a lot of people, I've had people they are like, oh man, that's, that's expensive. I don't know how you could charge that much. They get it, they email back and they're like, that's wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, like not only did it do exactly what we wanted it to do, but yeah, we could tell there's a lot going on there with all the selling
0: yeah and that's kind of what damon said too. damon you know again we interviewed him and he's dean wilson's mechanic and he said he notices when dean's done riding the bike the difference in the foam like how the construct like how much dean uses like so it's crazy and everybody that looks at it when they see it on my bike they're like what is that i'm like "Just, just go ride it like Go ride it and tell me what you think. And as soon as they ride it, if they grip with their knees, they're like, "Holy shit! Like that's awesome." I'm like, "Dude, it's good." Like you, see people spend a thousand dollars on clamps and a thousand dollars on pipe. Like it's a hundred fifty dollars, and you'll be—it's well worth it for sure. Yep. So yeah, guys, if you haven't checked it out yet, gutsracing.com, Phantom Light seat foam, and then the RJ wing—best combo out there. I have it on my bike. Um, my brother-in-law runs a seats cover. I haven't convinced him yet to run the RJ wing, but. Definitely give them a check out. Check them out on Instagram at Guts Racing. Um, again, huge thanks to our sponsors Spot Network TV, Works Connection, Bell Ray, and Motion Pro. So, again, this is episode 12 with Andy Guts or Andy Gregg from Guts. I'm going to call you Andy Guts. Has anybody ever called you Andy Guts? You probably get that a lot. Uh,
1: well, I have a, um <laughs> Like, it's funny. I get a lot of people that just call me Guts. Uh, oh, really? That's just all They call me. Just, what up, Guts? <laughs> and you know and it's not so many people in the industry that actually call me that it's more um other other people uh in the sprint car world really because it gets it it, i get a lot of people just call me greg thinking that's you know you know because i have two first names right andy and greg and so andy greg and so a lot of people would call me greg and, and then they start then next thing you know it just morphed in the gut so um anybody that most most of the guys out in the world of outlaw tour, whenever I go to an, an outlaw race, a lot of those guys, Jason Sides is one of the ones that says, the, I mean, does it the most, but it's just guts. That's all they call me. I mean, they know my name. They have, yeah. you know, we talk and they'll, they'll call me Andy when it's, you know, whenever they,
2: they introduce or whatever, you, you know, whenever or they right? want, but,
1: yeah. but yeah, it's, it's actually guts. And even it, it now it's morphed into my nephews. My nephews just call me uncle Guts. Like it's just, <laughs> that's kind of people just call me gut. And, I, and I'm, it's,
0: it's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Like, there's you know, John Knowles from Sky. Everybody just calls him Knowles. It's like I don't. Even, it's like crazy how you come into this. Our industry kind of does that. To where, like for me, like everybody calls me Triple. Like nobody calls me Justin. It's like if somebody calls me Justin, it's like oh shit. Like what I do wrong, or are we meeting for the yeah. first time? It's like it's weird. I'm so used to Triple or Triple J. So it's it's funny that you say that. How everything kind of develop those nicknames develops over the years. Um yeah, yep. Yeah. But kind of real quick before I let you go, we'll talk a little silly season real quick and kind of see what your thoughts are. Um, just top five for 450. What do you think? Um, I'm thinking, you know, top five for 450.
1: Um, well, Dylan's out, right? I mean, he's, no, he's going he to make it. To, he, yeah, he'll be good. He'll, he'll make it there. Yeah, but he's already back on the he, bike. He, yeah, he had an injury. Um, I mean, it's, I, I feel like there's enough talent right now you really can't predict it. I mean, you can just you could just go basically off the points and say, oh well, Tomac, you know, you have Tomac and Osborne and you know whoever. I mean, you could just kind of go down, you know, your top five of points last year. But yeah. um, I'm, I'm excited to see how Malcolm's going to ride, even even on the Yamaha. Uh, how Dylan's going to do? Um, kind of interested to see what uh, Marvin Marvin does. Yep. Um, I think I think Cooper. Is going to ride good because I think uh, he's he's the kind of rider that rides with a lot of uh, chip on his shoulders, and so I think last year I think he's I think his title defense didn't go the way he imagined. I mean, I, I would assume that he just thought he was going to repeat the championship, and then as it started to unfold and he wasn't, um, I think it even made him matter that he was not only was he not repeating, but he was struggling for a minute there just to even be kind of in the conversation so yeah. um, i think he's gonna i think he's gonna come out guns a blazing i think uh barship i would assume is gonna be you know guns a blazing he should feel like he has a, a new confidence and a new uh resurgence because in the last few years he's kind of been like the guy that gets the leftovers right you know like bounces around over here and then Okay, that didn't work out so hot. So uh, here, we'll try yeah. him over here.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so um, he, you know, they obviously showed Justin that they were going to put, you know, all their eggs in one basket. You know, he's he's it. You know, gas gas. I mean, KTM Austria, they have enough money. That they, don't, they don't need just, they could have they had more than just one 450 rider on the gas gas, right? You know what I mean? Like, yep. Austria could have ponied up some extra money for the TLD team and. And made sure that they had two four fifties, two two fifties, or whatever the scenario. So um, that shows. I mean, he should know now that you know they they believe in him as much as he believes in himself, if not more. So I think he'll he'll be guns a blazing. So um, and who knows with Tomac? Honestly, I mean,
0: yeah, he's, uh, always a, he's always an unknown. I mean, he the dude's wicked. Well, yeah, like, everything, but just he's still always just you know. Of course, he's a title contender or the the one to win, but it's like you just. You just never know with him. He's always just kind of like, "What are we gonna? What Tomac are we gonna get today?"
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, now he's getting that point in his career where how much longer is he gonna be doing this, right? So, yeah, does he is he gonna bring the same amount of fight as he did three years ago, four years ago, um, and then or how how big is his ego? Does, is he okay playing second fiddle to Adam? Because if Adam comes out and stomps him, then dude, that's just the, that's the nature of the beast. It, it it every sport is that way you got right. the backup quarterback comes in for you know to fill in and throws more touchdowns than you well you're not the you're not the, the not quarterback the anymore, anymore. Yeah. so yeah so I mean that's kind of you know how big is he is, is Eli's uh ego does he feel like he's accomplished everything and he's fine with letting Adam run the show or does he want to still be the big dog so I mean there's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a, an explosive first week because I mean you got three races in seven days. So you got to – whatever happens Saturday, you got to be able to put that – good, bad, or ugly, you're going to have to bank that and say we're doing it again Tuesday. Like I don't have – I don't have six days around all my people to to regroup. We got to regroup in 40, 48 hours and then be serious again.
0: Yeah, it's uh, – I think it's going to be like that at a couple teams. I mean, you got – Chase coming up and I've heard from a couple people that Chase has been ripping at the practice check. So is he going to stomp Kenny and is AC going to stomp Tomac? I doubt it, but there is that, there is that, you know, uh chance that that might happen. Yeah. That possibility or chance yeah. that that might happen for sure. If those guys get the flow going and, and get it to where they start feeling confident and comfortable, it's you just never know. I mean, one bad gate start, in this class, and you could be screwed. So if Chase and AC have the starts like they did in the 250 class, dude, they're gonna be threats. Um, and it's gonna be a lot of pressure on Kenny and and Tomac going. Uh, kind of seeing what where the where they play or where their options are, you know, moving forward. Because like you said, Tomac has mentioned I think before that he's got two years left. Kenny, I think has two years left, and. If they don't have – these last two years aren't good, I, I don't think they'll be sticking around. I, I I for sure think Tomac is done after his contract's up these next two years. I think he's got this year and one more year, and then his contract's up, and I think he's done.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's pretty, uh pretty reasonable um, thing to say. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think, too, like, gosh, there's so many unknowns because they always start at Anaheim. Everybody knows what the dirt's like at Anaheim. Everybody knows everything about Anaheim. I right. mean, even – even even the local Anaheim residents know everything about Anaheim. <laughs> like what's yeah. going to happen, what's what you know how's the dirt,
0: what uh, hotel to stay at, you know, where so to eat, and, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So now you're you're um, going to Houston, and you're gonna have. To, I mean, it's different dirt. You know, it's yeah. It's just yeah. gonna be good. It's gonna be good.
0: Yeah. The crazy thing is, you make a good point. A lot of these guys, maybe some of your Florida guys, but even the Florida guys, they're usually in California testing for two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Like Adam's got a house in California. You know, Barsha has a house in California. So a lot of these guys are staying in California leading up to a one, but now these guys are going to have to fly to the first round and flying sucks. Like you fly, I fly. We all fly. Like when you fly, you get pretty burnt out. Like it's uh a, so it's going to be interesting to see what these guys do if they're going to get there Thursday. I did hear they're going to have press day Friday, so that'll be good. But still, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a whole different ball game in twenty twenty one when you got to fly to a race and and not be able to just wake up and, and drive forty five minutes to the to the first round. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, so right, like I said, I was getting ready to let you go, and then we have also the Scott Sports USA uh, subjects. Check these guys out, guys. Scott Sports USA on Instagram. Widest lens on the market. Light-sensitive lens. Um, Their goggles are crushing it. You know They'll be with Jason Anderson this year in 2021. Also with the Pro Circuit team. And the Rockstar Husky 250 team. So if you haven't checked them out, guys. Scott Sports USA. Scott Prospects and Scott Fury. Um, I guess my question for you, Andy, is um, Guts has been around forever. You guys have done great things with Husky. How did the relationship of sponsoring team turn into a uh, product getting onto the bikes onto the production floor. So how did that all go? Like you said, Austria is a big company. There's a lot of uh, lawyers, a lot of corporate involved. What's that like trying to work with those guys and and do the logistics of getting onto a showroom ready motorcycle with the uh, factory edition Husqvarna?
1: Um, I mean, it's back to that root, the relationship stuff so that i mean that was that was all my dad's deal he's okay. flown to austria a few times and um sat down in the offices in there um uh, and and so they've got to see him firsthand and know know where we stand uh you know we've met with them we know where they stand but um other cultures i mean it's hard for people to believe in the united states that there's other people in the world right right <laughs> so yeah. uh, but other, other cultures they <laughs> Yeah, they're not not everybody do, operates like they do in, in the States. So over there, um, for for us to get off you know, get out of our our little area and fly, you know, across the world to their their factories and, and to go sit down with them, that meant more to them than, than a check, a paycheck. So okay. um that's that's really what it boils down to because at the time we never even thought when we first started helping him that there would even be a rockstar, um, you know, factory edition model bike. And that's kind of just the perk that comes along with being on the team and that they offer a showroom ready race bike Yeah, is that, you know, you got to make it look like the race bike. So you can't have, you know, X brand of pipe and X brand of seat cover. And then the team run, why, you know, you know what I mean? So you have to, you have to, for us, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as crazy as you think, you know, the lawyers and stuff. I mean, they, they are so smart and they have the right people in the right place. So they just emailed, you know, sent over the packet. Um, We just read through it, um, agreed to their terms and conditions, you know, signed on the dotted line, you know, it's in the back kind of thing. It's pretty much, it's not as crazy as you think, but the reason why we're there is because the years prior, you know, the trips to Austria, checking out the factory, meeting these guys firsthand, shaking their hands, doing, you know, um, you know, we can email them anytime. I mean, it's, it's, um, that's really where, it, what, what did it for us? It wasn't, it wasn't, um,
0: you yeah. Know, it wasn't a Bake check or, or, or whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, because we had good lawyers on our side doing anything. It was just flat out, you know, they, they appreciated that we made the effort to go spend time with them and, um, you know, see what they had going on.
0: Okay. Yeah, again, just making relationships, building off uh, you know the brand, building off you know what you guys have done. The the product's proven so, and it seems like you guys have not done anything bad to the Europe team or the American team. So they're like, hey, like this is a good relationship. We want to continue this and and move forward and and make the guts family more a part of our program. So I think for you guys, it's it's um, just you know all the way up from here and you know going going with that. Question You know, with working with the factory team or not, the, yeah, yeah, factory team here and then working with Austria, what's that like working with European guys? Is, is the European side because we know European motocross is is growing? MXGP you know, they would say one of the hardest series now with the pro motocross not being as big as it used to be. I would say, but MXGP is growing, it's getting bigger. What's it like working with those MXGP riders? And, and the different do you get to see the differences or? Do you have any insight on the differences between, like, the teams and whatnot?
1: Yeah, like they definitely, it's it's a lot different over there because the teams aren't all based out of the same country. If okay. that, that right there is the biggest hurdle. So you could have like the gas, gas factory team 450 riders, they're in one country, and then you have the 250 riders are in a different country. Um, you know, because they, it's ran as a separate team. I mean, it's just. The country, the the way it's everybody's in a different country, yeah. and um, the, and the one thing that um, that that's probably the biggest difference there. And then the the next would be the amount of product they use. They use way more product in Europe than than the U.S. guys. Um, really. and that the, but that's a product of they ride strictly motocross. They don't ride yeah Supercross. Supercross does not put any wear and tear on our product the, the guts product I can't speak for other other products on the bikes, but our product a supercross they I mean the what what we get these guys to run a whole supercross season is what one mxg mxgp rider one rider will use what all of the u.s riders on the husky team will use um in that same span I mean Holy it's shit yeah that's but crazy. too, and like the tracks that they train at over there are crazy. Like, yeah, they're, they're terrible. I was talking with one of the guys at Rental, and he said, N- like we send them like thousands of, of rear sprockets. He said, because the, I can't remember which track it was, but uh, one of the tracks is so the dirt is just so garbage. Like it's, and it's so abrasive. They put a brand new sprocket on. And by the time they're done testing that day, it's not even usable. Like they said, you can't even take it off and give it to a, to a privateer guy. Like it, yeah, the it's is just junk. Dang. It's junk. Yeah. Because the, the, the dirt is just so dirty. Like it's, it's not just like filtered sand and just perfect. And, and you know, it's well groomed. It, it, those, yeah. yeah, those guys over there, they just ride and ride and ride and ride. And then, and for those guys, it, it it's a full 12 months. Like they ride all year. Like our guys, they, they'll do Supercross, you know, for a few months, 17 rounds. And then, and yeah, up. then they go out and yeah. ride the outdoors for, for 13 rounds. And, yeah, they ride in between. But I think it's the proof's in the pudding. Like, in a, you know, the destination, the, the U.S. used to dominate because we used to ride the most. And then now they figured that out over there. They just ride more than we do. So then when it's time to, you know, to race, they can they can bring bring it to the next level. And, um so I mean that's that's the biggest difference that we have to supply them with way more products than we ever have to support you know, provide any US team. Um and just the fact that like just so many different countries, even even the even the team, if they have three riders, all three of those riders are most likely from different countries themselves. Okay. So okay. um, you know, here we just say state, oh Jason Anderson's from New Mexico and you know, yeah. whatever and well, yeah, Dean Wilson is is not a U.S. citizen, but he obviously lives in either Florida or California, wherever he's training. You know, like and yeah, Dean doesn't guys kind necessarily of live in there in yeah. New Mexico anymore. Yeah, it's like everybody's just pretty much in the same region. So
0: yeah, yeah it's either Florida uh, or California for the most part. You got Tomac by himself in Colorado, but besides that, yeah, yeah, it's California or Florida. So there's two zip codes that you yeah. ship to Claremont and Irvine. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yep. So. I get it. It's, I never knew that though. I didn't know. I mean, I knew those guys rode a lot and they were really hard on equipment, but I didn't know it was one of those things where they were just beating up shit left and right.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like That's crazy. They'll, they'll put, they'll, and they like when they ride, it's like when they tell you, Oh, you know, today we did three hours. Like the, the, the dude rode three hours. Like he wasn't, it wasn't, you know, he raced three hours that day for practice. It wasn't, yeah, the bike was out of track for three hours. <laughs>
0: No, the, key, was, the guy we put on in the bike for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. God, I don't even put three hours in six months on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> you still got your bike or did you sell it? No,
1: got it. Still got
0: it. Yeah, yeah. you'll never get rid of that thing. I mean, you stole that thing from Husky. <laughs>
1: yeah, yep.
0: <laughs> um, but cool. Well, 2021, um, who are you picking to win? Or Sorry, not 2021. H1, Houston one. Who do you got to pick to win? 450, because 250, we don't even know who the – is racing, God, frustrating. Yeah, I, don't I would even know say. Who's
1: to uh, yeah, four fifty. I'm gonna go out and let him take Cooper. Does it?
0: Okay. I think I'm gonna go with. Um, I don't even know. I'm gonna go Chase Sexton. Woo! Yeah, I'm gonna swing for the fence and go Chase because I've heard just, I've heard some stories and that dude's ripping right now and, and with James in his corner, he's ripping. So um, yeah. But it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, Andy, um, thank you again. Uh, I can't really – like I said, it was last minute, so I really appreciate you making the time for us uh, and coming on the Moto Spot show for episode 12. And uh, anything else you want to – anyone you want to thank or anything you want to say before I let you go?
1: Oh no! I just thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to a good season. Hope everybody else is too.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is I hope everybody stays healthy. If we can have a healthy 2021 season, it's going to be the best one I think of uh, we've ever seen. And again, it's going to be fun to watch. So I'm excited to check it out, guys. Peacock. It's going to be a new streaming service. We're going to have uh, Daniel Blair lead. Lee Diffy, um, Ricky, and Will, and then somebody else again. I got, I can't remember his name, but I'm excited. And Andy, um, check you out, gutsracing.com, at gutsracing on Instagram, anywhere else people can find you, or anything you got coming up for guts racing.
2: Oh, sales, um, at, sales really at gutsracing.com
0: is it. your other questions. that contact us, okay. Yep, yep. And if they ever, if, if you really want to
1: find us, just come to Placerville, California. Little little speck on the map. If, if you're right. ever in Northern if, California. If you can't, Yes. Yep. Yep. If you can't find us on Instagram or can't find us on the, on the internet, you can always come to the hometown and check it out.
0: Yep. That's a big, big one guys. If you guys ever go to Hangtown, if a Hangtown ever comes back, you got guts racing and works connection right there. It's if you have time, it's worth the drive. Both those guys are hands down the best in the industry and they got some really cool facilities and it'll shock you to see some of the product they have in their, in their facility. So check them out again, Andy thank you thank you thank you Um uh, episode 12 is a wrap yep, not a problem thank you to spot network works connection bell ray scott goggles and motion pro thank you guys we're out